Hello and welcome to the Foreign Influence Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Nikolai. And uh, I'm here actually on a gorgeous early fall day, Nikolai. I don't know about you, man. Oh, it's a gorgeous midsummer evening here, almost. It was so hot in Paris today. It was crazy. Oh, really? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's seasonal here. We're enjoying our Labor Day weekend. Oh, Labor Day. Yes, huh. it's another way that we are exceptional. We have our Labor Day in September. Wow, isn't that great? <laughs> <laughs> Yours is like some weird thing, May Day, dancing around the Maypole sort of thing. I don't know. We have so many days off, man. It's, oh. it, it's, it's, it's sort of hard to keep track, dude. It's, dude. <laughs> four weeks in the summer. It's just, uh, life is good. Yeah. Four weeks in the summer, sir. Yeah. Uh, exactly. You got to be kidding me. Unbelievable. <laughs> Come on, man. You'll, you'll never have a self-respecting culture if you don't work so hard that, you know, that one day off feels great. You'll never have a functioning infrastructure. <laughs> And quality and quality healthcare. <laughs> if you don't work all the time, <laughs> hold on. What? <laughs> well, we're enjoying our day off. Damn it, we Damn like it. it. Tomorrow, good, good, good for you. It's gonna be a, uh, fun, I, I guess. Good <laughs> what do you talk you. about on Labor Day? What do you talk about on Labor Day? Football, American football. Oh, football. Okay. Yeah, and labor yeah, unions. Enough. We talk about labor unions, sort of, and American football, and right. American football. And we eat okay, so meat. Meat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the freedom food. Exactly. <laughs> now that we've cleared that up. Yeah. No, it's yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gosh, okay. you know, what's going on in the world? It can't possibly be, you know, COVID oh, and war and, um, uh, gosh, what else? Um, Anything positive we can mention. There's got to be something. Uh, We're like 18 months, man into this pandemic it's uh something else oh, oh yeah yeah pandemic we could talk about singapore they've reached an 81 percent vaccination rate wow nice nice are they 81%. opening back up somehow do you know no <laughs> <laughs> they're not they've officially announced that they're not changing any of the restrictions for yeah, the they're 81 percent okay <laughs> oh my god so now uh you can still only go to food courts uh two people at a time because two? they don't check yeah because they don't check vaccination status at food courts and other restaurants where they do check vaccination status if you're vaccinated you can you can meet up in groups of five but only if the, the venue does that uh yeah yeah which all of them do i guess okay. there's still no uh travel without quarantine in um, so people coming in still have to quarantine yep yeah right? yep okay yep mm -hmm. and of course uh for eps it's still unclear if you will get permission so uh, employment pass holders yep people who are there on a temporary visa basically so foreigners expats those kinds of people it's still unclear whether or not you will be allowed back into the country if you leave oh boy because you need to ask for permission obviously and um yeah the situation can just change any moment right so it's still that's still a big risk um and yeah. all of the other restrictions are pretty much still in place so i'm not sure what the plan is but the internet is on fire <laughs> they're really <laughs> they're really enjoying it um yeah i'm not listen listen we're stuck with this right basically for yes. the time being so if at 81 percent is not good enough. 
you don't open up, I I'm not sure how it could get better. Right. Uh, what would like? What's a better scenario? Uh, you know, there's an interesting article. I'll uh, I'm actually going to write a newsletter in connection with this week's episode. Here, I swear, I promise, and I will include oh. a link. I know, right? I know. Well, it is Labor Day tomorrow. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Exactly. So, a really interesting article in the Economist that basically talked about uh, a point that we've talked about before, where basically the Eastern Hemisphere. They were successful in the beginning because they took this approach where they just hardcore locked down, right? Mm -hmm. And it worked more successfully than the West where, well, what did we do right? Well, we got ahead on vaccinations there for a while, uh, but other countries are catching up. But they did this hardcore lockdown that they, the Eastern Hemisphere basically can't come out of it. They don't know how to come out of it. They can't. This is going to sound cold. They almost can't accept the the losses that will inevitably come, right? Because they've been so successful with this hardcore lockdown. Uh, I mean, for in, in in the case of Singapore, there will be other losses if they don't if if they don't open up soon. I mean, not not a single expat who can help it is going to stay, right? This is it's becoming completely yeah. Completely unreasonable. Um, so this is, what, this is what we of, were when we were over there. We were part of the expat population, and you're yeah. over there, and you enjoy it, and you're contributing to to the country, but you want to go home. You want to go see your family, right? You, you can't just only be there. A huge chunk of your life exists outside of the country. And if the country refuses to let you back in, well, what do you do? You quit your job? I mean, you're really in a bind. Um, and gosh, we know a lot of people who just said, screw it, I'm leaving for the summer and mm -hmm. cross my fingers if I can get back in. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm meeting with one tomorrow. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Cool. No, so yeah, yeah, it's very much, but it's very much unsustainable. Um, so apparently yeah. they said in the announcement, I think uh, Minister Wong said in the announcement that they're going, that he wants them to become a nation of testing now after having become a nation of, uh, of vaccination. So tests everywhere all the time. Right, <laughs> and and then what? Right, yes. Um, then what? I so what? I've I've as we've talked about before. How about a nation of hospitalization? So flatten the curve, right? Does anybody remember that from the early days? We have not built, near as I can tell, any amount of hospital capacity to deal with any kind of surges in this. And you're absolutely right; it's not going away. Now we have what the mu variant is a variant of, uh, con no, variant of interest, right? The World mm -hmm. Health Organization organizes all of these mutations into various categories. And a variation of interest now is mu. There's another one, lambda. It's just going to go on and on and on this way. And the vaccines have proven to be ridiculously effective against, first of all, the virus, and then second of all, against hospitalization and death, but there's gonna be new variants and we need to ramp up some capacity here. How does testing fix that? Testing doesn't yeah, man, fix I'm, that. I'm, I'm not, yeah, it doesn't fix that. And also it's not what people want, right? Um, I mean, gosh, because especially because in the beginning, what was great in Singapore is that they, for the longest time, they allowed you to go to restaurants Right, uh -huh. and they forced you to work from home, okay. which was sort of great. I found that to be a very smart move, right? So, 
Um, everyone was working from home, but you had an existing social life and life was very much normal. To a certain extent, the, the, I mean, there were restrictions in group size and stuff, but you, it, it was quite bearable. Whereas now they're sending people back into the office. They are, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that in my wife's company, for example, people are going back into the office four days a week. Oh, that's practically back. So that means, yeah, because vaccination rates are so high. So that means that they're now sort of converging on what was done in many European countries where they're forcing, where they forced people to work and mm -hmm. take public transport and expose themselves to mm. risks, but very much restricted uh, social activities. Yes. Right. Which, which to me, I mean, it always struck me as a very, as a very stupid strategy. Because you're going to create a lot of resentment, right? Yes. If right. people have to go to work and they have to take the public transport, but then you tell them that they cannot meet up with friends. Yes. Right? So even if uh, the circumstances... Well, or like you described, go out to dinner with my family. <laughs> right? right? Yes, exactly. With, with Yeah. Because you mentioned the limitations on two where they don't test at the food courts, but... Singapore, those food courts, which sounds like such a silly term, is just part of the fabric of life. Trust me, the food's right, way yeah, yeah, the food's exactly. good. <laughs> I mean, that's where that's oh, where the great. good food yeah, occurs. For sure. Cheap good food. Yeah. Yeah. And you're telling people I can't go with my family there. Yeah, I mean, it's um it's really tough. It's really tough. And I think it's it's starting to really weigh on everyone there. Um at least the people, the expats, again, that I know who are there yeah. are, are having a really, really hard time of it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be out. Oh. I mean, yeah, I, for sure. I wouldn't yeah. want to live in that. And, you know, for me personally, um, I, I'm getting more exposure now. We're back in the world. So uh, I've begun teaching at a local community college, uh, and I'm on campus. Um teaching a couple of days a week uh, with people who have publicly declared that they're not vaccinated uh, <laughs> yeah, and don't have particularly good mass discipline, so, uh, which uh, actually just puts me in with well, at least you millions know what to teach. and millions of people. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Reasoning and so forth. Common sense. Yep. <laughs> oh, which makes me think. So on TikTok, I don't know if you've seen these videos of mm. uh, essentially... Um, COVID deathbed confessions. Uh, oh, no. So oh. There's, there's a lot of uh, videos making their way around TikTok about people saying, I didn't want to get vaccinated, but I've been here and I'm this sick and here's what I've been through. And so I tell all my friends now, go get vaccinated. And okay, fine. And now there's a backlash against those. Oh, I got vaccinated. I'm dying. Oh. And then people coming in and saying, you fucker, you could have gotten vaccinated. Now you're just taking up a bed and resources from somebody who could be using that, that had a heart attack or an accident or whatever. So I'm not really interested in hearing what you have to say. So it's getting intense. Oh, yeah, that's just stupid. That's not how society works, right? What do you mean? We need to welcome them back with open arms? If they made stupid decisions and now they're making life hard, there are many parts of the United States where the hospitals are over full. They're sticking people in hallways. Yeah, no, I get it. And, uh, and, and, and that sucks. And that's why everybody needs to get vaccinated. 
but but if you start if you start messing with the fabric of uh, <laughs> of what makes you a society, you're fucked. Right? So if you go, and what's the part oh, of well. messing with the fabric of society? They messed with the fabric of society. Yeah, well, so did the people who ate the shitty foods, Bill. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, at some point, you gotta accept that, you know, that you're still gonna care for these people. But the people who eat the shitty foods are not overwhelming the hospital systems. Oh well, uh, obesity and COVID deaths may be oh, related. Trust me, <laughs> the weight I've put on since I moved back to the U.S., I get it. No, no, I, but I mean, no, no, but I mean, yeah, okay. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in favor of, uh, of, of people getting vaccinated. Obviously, I think it's obviously yeah. very, a very grave error to not get vaccinated. It's a mistake. Right. It's obviously, a mistake. But uh, you know, um, if you don't show compassion for these people when they're on the deathbed, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Right. That's the way I see it. <laughs> like, yeah. two, two wrongs don't make a right. That's what my yeah. grandma always used to tell me. Right. It's. Uh, Did she come up with that? Did she? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. She coined that phrase. That's yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Man, write that down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody knew what it meant because we're all Dutch. <laughs> yeah. We're like, what does it mean? <laughs> God, just just write it down, people. One day we'll figure it out. <laughs> Say it in Dutch. Here, this this is what she should. Birdie, like. birdie, birdie, birdie. Oh no! Come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, come on. I mean, it's uh, okay. So you have to. All right. So these people are stupid, and uh, but they're also right. remorseful. Right, yeah. and then you know, come on. I think it's uh, it's probably a, a, a net positive to get these images out there. Yes, you know, if it creates some awareness um, amongst the vaccination hesitant. I'm with you, it'll... but I I really understand the anger. I really understand the anger, but I agree. You've got to show more compassion than these people deserve, maybe. Um, but man, it's hard not to get angry. Um, yeah, I get it. Freely available, doesn't cost you anything. How many millions and millions of doses? Can we talk about hundreds of millions of doses? How many doses can we talk about now have been administered worldwide and um, nobody's many. grown a third arm? <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it, it's free, it's safe, and it's effective. Right. What right. can you say, right? It's readily really available. It's effective. Yeah, get it. Go get it. Right. Stupid motherfuckers, go get it. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I don't want to see your deathbed confession. No, I really don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah, yeah, it sucks. And of course here, um, you know, here in, in, in Paris, uh, the situation seems to be more or less stable. Of course, these situations are never stable, right? They're either exponentially growing or they're exponentially <laughs> decaying. <laughs> Um, the probability of um, of a pandemic being stable yes. <laughs> is approximately zero. Yes, which which no one really seems to understand, but that's that's just the nature of the beast. Um, but here, people seem to have more or less forgotten um, still that um, Corona is a thing. So I was at a picnic today outside event. Okay, uh, school related. My son nice. uh, is going to a new school here. And of course, no one, no one at this picnic. It was outside. Was, was masked. Um, but I was like, there's, there's too many people here. You know, uh, they're too okay. close. They're too close. So I, I at some point, I did put on my mask, and then people just sort of look at you like you're, uh, like you're a freak. Yeah. I was going, well, I'm wearing this, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and you know what? You're not. Think what you will. Right next to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think that you're absolutely right. There's little understanding that 
outside is not some magic elixir. You need outside right. with distance. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. And yeah. someone told me Saturday at, at another event, another social event, which was also outside, but partially inside. It was catering. Oh, great. Catering, which was inside. Um, so when we went inside, we wore our masks. Yeah. And I wear N95 everywhere, and people were going, oh, but do you have to wear your mask inside? And so, well, you know, to each his own, I'm wearing my mask. Yeah, yeah. but we're all vaccinated. It isn't an issue. Like, well, I'm wearing my mask, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, and you, you know. have you have one of that set of special circumstances where you have a family member in your house, your son's too young to get the vaccine. Right, right. Not there approved yet. Yeah. Right. right. And probably will not be approved until mid-2022, I think. Yeah. Ouch, really? Is that what yeah, you're thinking? I, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, it doesn't look like there will be anything. Yeah, there won't be any vaccination of that age group before 2022, I don't think. Dang, I guess I hadn't. Uh, I might be wrong. We're fortunate. Our, our kids are old enough to get it and did. Uh, man, that's tough to live with. Mm. Well, it's, you know, it's, um, it's um, you know, zero risk isn't no risk, obviously. Yeah. Uh, low risk isn't zero risk. Sorry. <laughs> I knew what Robert. you meant. Um, much like <laughs> it wasn't Singapore, even in low, Dutch. Low crime isn't no crime. Yes. Um, our Singaporeans will understand that one. But you know, there's still a risk. Um, so you want to minimize that risk as much as possible, yeah, right? And, exactly. and we do have the additional complication of several family members who, review, who refuse vaccination. Oh dear. And um, so we've, you know, and we've been having complicated conversations with them saying, okay, well, you've just done this thing, you know, which we consider a high risk activity. Yep. So now we won't be seeing you next week oh dear because of this reason yeah and you know there's very limited understanding for that kind of reasoning i would say um obviously from people who refuse to be vaccinated that's right hardly right. a surprise but still you know you got to sort of um you got to do what you can to reduce that risk and, and and one of the things that you can do is build a wall of vaccinated individuals around your child hopefully yes um, and try to avoid high-risk activities as much as possible, yeah. uh, which is which is impossible to entirely avoid, right? Okay, so we've sort of accepted the idea that he's going to catch COVID uh, before the end of the year, right? He's going oh to school. Oh my gosh! Wow. Okay. Um, so everyone's masked in school, but you know, come on. I mean, yes. I mean, I mean, it's just such a high probability that he will catch COVID. Yeah. Um, and if but it's not Delta, like I said, it's Mu or it's Lambda. It's, it's yeah, and something like that. Also, that is sort of the other way we get through pandemics, right? The young get infected early uh, and they don't die. And then right. later when they catch it again, um, they have a less severe form of the of the disease. So overall, that's probably the sort of the nature of things, I guess. But I don't want it to be because of something I did. You know, so yes. I'm trying to sort of get my behavior out of the equation as much as possible by not willingly taking risks. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and then with, you know, then you just have to live with whatever comes, I guess. Knowing that the risk profile is very, is very good. See, in a, a contrasting situation for us is we went out to dinner with another couple uh, last mm -hmm. night, ate outside, but you're still at a regular sized dinner table, right? And you're talking. So obviously you're kind of creating your own common cloud of spew. Uh, more or less right there, right? But we're all vaccinated. 
Mm-hmm. Our kids at home are all vaccinated, right? Um, not really a strong vector of risk for us. So mm-hmm. we make a different judgment. Um, and, right, you yeah, know, exactly. And yeah. that's what this whole thing is going to come down to, is these kind of calculations of risk that, God, you're almost making these calculations of risk in darn close to a zero information environment. <laughs> you know, out yeah, of, really, outside yeah. of some basics of just get vaccinated. Known, done. Other than that, I'm, you know, don't go into crowded spaces. I, yeah. Yeah, but God. yeah, but it's you know, you cannot always avoid it, right? Certainly not in a big city in public transportation. Oh like, yeah, for sure. You literally yeah. cannot avoid it. Like like I have been avoiding public transport since we got to Paris. Um and sort of what we in our household have agreed upon, we're going to avoid public transport as much as possible. But for example, tomorrow there is a circumstance, you know, which makes it that we cannot avoid public transport. Mm. It's impossible. So you know, you just uh, put in your N95 and yeah. uh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, is um, also part of the calculation behind uh, here in the U.S. and I think many parts of the world. Uh, K through 12 education, right? Um, primary and secondary education is all going back, mm-hmm. masked up. Um, there's no reason to have at-home remote schooling um, anymore, I don't think. Yeah. Right? Um, an acceptable trade-off of risks there. Um, our governor imposed a mask mandate uh, so that everybody in primary and secondary education and staff and students have to mask up. Um, quite controversial. Um, not the masking part, <laughs> but the imposing it part, <laughs> right? Um, but then I've got a son who is at university. He's at college. And uh, we just took him up there uh, last week, and we just found out this week that his classes are all still remote. <laughs> it's yep. kind of like, are you kidding me? Really? Uh, time to accept some risk, right? Yeah, exactly. People, it's just such a... Uh, but these calculations are being made by everybody, and it's very difficult, and nobody wants an outbreak. Which brings me back to my harangue, which is start building up some hospital capacity of some kind. Is it going to be lower quality than we would have if we we can't magically expand ICUs? Like you've made the point, how in the heck do you train people of that skill level overnight? You don't. Uh, But if we don't start now with developing some kind of excess hospital capacity, what do we do? You can't ever open up properly again. You, you, You can't. I don't know. Jesus Christ. I'm so over this. <laughs> hey, come on, man. Just another, you know, 72 months and we're out of this. Oh, sure. Okay. No problem. <laughs> you know, all these mutations, like- here's where I get into the pure speculation because I have no scientific knowledge to back it up. All these mutations that are coming about uh, with COVID, I wonder if COVID is just particularly mutagenic. Because I think of like smallpox. We eventually wiped out smallpox uh, mm-hmm. through a global vaccination program. And we, we worked at it and worked at it and worked at it for years and years and years and years and years. Somehow smallpox never got ahead of that vaccine. So is smallpox less prone to mutation and coronavirus? We're just blessed with it being particularly good at mutation. 
just a thought that's been rolling around in my head, and I, I don't I know. I, I I have no idea. I and also you know it wasn't well smallpox. What kind of scale did smallpox? Uh, was it a really a pandemic at any point? Was it was it at the same scale? Well, it was so, global. I mean, I, smallpox played a huge part in the history of the Americas. Of course, it mm -hmm. wiped out the Native American populations. Like some estimates are that it wiped out like ninety percent of the American population, native population, because they had no immunity because it was a Eurasian, Afro-Eurasian disease uh, that people had a lot of immunity to, but it went hog wild here with fresh, unprotected people. Mm. Um, so I wonder if maybe that vaccine program benefited from how it was endemic to the Afro-Eurasian area, so the mutation rate slowed down. I don't know. I th I th I think there's another um, point which might play a role is that smallpox is easier to contain in the sense that people become infected when they already have obvious symptoms. They become infectious. They become infectious. Sorry, yes, uh, when they mm. already have mm. obvious symptoms, so it's easier to contain. There is no asymptomatic spread. You know. Oh, interesting. Which with yeah. COVID is a giant issue. There's just uh, you know there's people out there who are not sick at all who are spreading. Right. Um, COVID. And with small smallpox, if you walk up to someone and you see that they're covered in little red dots, you're gonna yeah, you're not gonna Whoa! hug them. Yeah, yep. you're not like, hey, what's yeah. up? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't think Corona mutates that much. I I just think there's you know there's a lot of infection going around. A lot of people getting infected, right? So there's a lot of opportunity for um, which aids in mutation for mutation. But it's not. I don't think compared to the flu, for example, it's much more stable. As far as I understand. Oh, is that right? Oh, interesting. Even though I don't have the math on that, um, yeah. I haven't studied it in any detail, but that's my understanding of it. Yeah. Well, There's a good podcast that you turned me on to. What is it? Uh, Twiv. Uh, oh, Twiv. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. This mm -hmm. week in virology. Yeah, great. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. usually just a panel of virologists sitting around talking about the latest uh, in research and studies. So I would recommend recommend that one and. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I I would recommend at least following their weekly clinical update uh, mm. with uh, Dr. Daniel Griffin. Uh, that's very interesting. Always very, uh, yeah, very, very interesting information. And that's really a podcast speaking. or that's a... That, uh, that's part of TWIV. So each, each, once a week, yeah, okay. uh, Daniel Griffin does a, a clinical update. Not like an email newsletter or something like that. It's the... It's the podcast. Got it's it. the podcast. Yeah. 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 It's good yeah. stuff. It's and yeah, format. some of it is inaccessible. Some of it you listen to it and you're like, okay, I've lost the thread of what they're talking about. But really, most of the time, they're excellent at, at making it understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They for, really are. For everybody. Yeah. yeah. And really high quality information, uh, very well balanced uh, viewpoints. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and since we're talking about podcasting, I just can't thank Joe Rogan enough for, you know, ivermectin and all that. Yeah, I don't listen to Joe Rogan anymore. <laughs> I'm done with the stupid. Oh, did you really? You, you're you done? Oh, my gosh. Wow. I, I'm um, done. I was originally yeah. uh, somewhat of a Rogan fan because uh, I like many of the things that he likes, uh, which is uh, ch choking people and <laughs> comedy. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> those are some of my favorite pastimes, but he is... Because he's, he's big into MMA. And, and he's gone over to the other side, man. It's just, uh, it's just a whirlwind of stupid. And he it's does really it still all in that aw shucks, I'm just asking questions kind of thing. And it's like, oh, that's dude, so you're not just asking questions. That's you're so making annoying. a fucking point. You just don't have the balls to say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm not interested anymore. 
in those kinds of things. You know, yeah. also I'm I'm just not interested in the in the context of a pandemic to listen to two people just, you know, sometimes with these people that he invites. You know, I, I I've tried to give it another listen, you know, when mm. there was like guests that I like. And then, you know, it's it it goes over to COVID and then there's a bunch of bullshit that comes out which is just, you know, mm. and there's no there's no saying, well, we, you know, we're not sure, we don't know, we're, we're, we're just asking questions. Yes. And I think, well, well, if you have that number of followers and if you, you know, if you took 100 million off the table, maybe you should take some responsibility, you know? It's just, yeah. it's, uh, it's very childish. It's, um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's immature. It. It's immature. It's n I, I no longer enjoy it. Because of that specifically, I no longer enjoy it because I think he's gone off the rails because of COVID, for yeah. sure. On that specific issue, very, very much so. Yeah. 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 And, absolutely. and why are we bringing, why did I bring this up? Because he famously has been a doubter of vaccines and has kind of promoted uh, unproven cures. I won't call it quackery, but like ivermectin, which is an anti parasitic, it's become the new hydroxychloroquine that, like, you know, maybe it works. Have you done any studies on it? And the whole anti-vax world rushes towards some medicine that has, is completely and utterly unproven. They clear out store shelves to take it, yet they won't take this other thing that is proven, <laughs> which is the vaccine. So it's just crazy. But he got sick. So he finally got sick with COVID. And he, he put out a post saying, I got sick. And he said, I, he took ivermectin and uh, the monoclonal antibodies and this and that and the other thing. Um by the way, treatments that everybody just can't get, but clearly he's wealthy and connected, so he can just get this stuff easy peasy. Uh, but has he ever clearly said whether he's vaccinated or not? I have to believe no. Uh, he's vaccinated as far as I understand. Um, he, he is? Yes, he is, I think. Um, and I, I, I also think he announced that he tested negative for COVID two days after he said he tested positive. So I'm not sure he actually had Oh, COVID. is there an update that I missed? Yeah, that's what I that's what I read. But again, I'm 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 really no longer interested. So I, I I I sort of you know move on when I yeah see any news with him in it. Yeah. Well, that's good. We'll move on from him. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about war because this is oh, something nice. I want to slip in. Finally, uh, we've been going for a while here. I, I just want to place out there. I know Afghanistan. We can talk about that again if we want. But I had a pretty good. I want to promote the latest, greatest war that we're going to have, oh. uh, which is when uh, China uh, takes Taiwan. Uh, oh, is it going to happen? If you pay attention to uh, the, the press and what's happening over there, um, there are all daily, almost daily, there are escalating military tensions uh, with flyovers by the Chinese military, uh, by Chinese jets. Um, Taiwan scrambling its defenses, uh, more tension in the South China Sea, which China claims as their territorial waters and the rest of the world says no. Um, joint exercises between India, the United States, Australia, and Japan uh, to prepare for joint military action against whom you might ask. Um, well, it's, it's not the Philippines, uh, it's China. So there's... Uh, just a lot of tension over there, and I just want to put that on anyone who's listening. Put it on your radar screen. Um, yeah, nobody's going China to war with China, China, right? So the U.S. <laughs> has potentially a strong expectation that it would defend Taiwan. Hmm. 
we're gonna have American blood uh, if China decides to go for it. Or Taiwan might be disappointed. <laughs> Seriously, or they might be disappointed. And find out that that's not going to happen. The I, rest I, of the world is going to find out that the, the United States continues to retreat. I don't see it. I don't, honestly, today, I, I don't see it happening, dude. I, I don't. <laughs> well, and I'm going to be straight up. I do not want my boys getting into World War III to defend the independence of Taiwan. No, definitely I'll not. I'll say it right now. Definitely I, I'm not, not prepared to have my boys go into the U.S. military, get drafted to go defend Taiwan. No, for sure not. Good noodles, but I wouldn't go, wouldn't yeah. go to war over them. Oh, Din Tai Fung. Oh, so good. Love it. Love it. If you ever get an opportunity, people, go to a Din Tai Fung. There's plenty of Din Tai Fung in China. Same, well, same. But, uh, same, yeah. same, but same noodles. Shao Bao. Yeah, but you know my alternative strategy, it's like, oh, okay, so you just want to throw all of these tens of millions of people under the bus. Nope, I would love to see the U.S. open its borders and just say, come on in. Yeah, for sure. That would be a great strategy. Anyone who yeah. wants to oppose uh, tyranny and you've proven that you can create a wealthy, successful, democratic country, uh, we will gladly welcome you in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, before we have a complete and utter failure to evacuate properly and having so, al so also not you going to happen, right? Twenty years, also not going to happen, right? <laughs> I know, also, yeah. right, huh. right. I don't know, right. man. They're, they, I don't know. They look pretty Asian over there. I'm not sure that's going to go down well. I know. Is that it, though? Is that the whole reason? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, pretty that much, yeah. such a policy would founder that that let us be the home well, of hey. democratic values for anyone in the world who wants it. Let me it put pure bigotry. And I just want right. to put a very controversial idea out there. You guys are pretty racist. Hey, yeah. now hey, we've saying. been practicing for so, a long time. So quality racism <laughs> <laughs> going on. <laughs> I mean, this kind of racism doesn't happen just overnight. You have to work at it. <laughs> you have to want it. Yeah, you have to want it. Also, yeah. what would they hum when they work? You're fields? right. Like, oh, I mean, spirituals I can get on board with, but oh, <laughs> you gotta. Is there a is there a Chinese spiritual that the folks from Taiwan could could <laughs> hum? Somebody, there's so many horrible jokes here. No, well, but seriously, while they're I don't working see. in their chip factories that they brought back. <laughs> Oh my god! Because Taiwan is a leading creator of of microchips. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, what microchips? Major shortages everywhere, right? Nothing. I is, know. So bring geez, all of that expertise bring, and technology to the United States. Europe, I Europe, know. Europe, Europe could have some too. Fine, 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 fine. But but bring it here. No, honestly, God, I am not. Grow I, our economy. Listen, grow. this whole COVID, this whole COVID thing is enough. Okay, I, I'll take it. This is my generation. Okay, this is gonna be. I, I'm going to be the guy who lived through the great pandemic. Okay, that's cool. I don't want World War Three. Okay, I'm just World War Three. I don't need it. I don't you need it. You drawing a line? I'm drawing a line at the world. Are you yeah, weak? At, at the, the hell, next man? War. I would rather. I don't know, man. Shit. I don't Think want of the, your ancestors during World War One and the Spanish flu. Come on, those people. They toughened up. They they took them both. <laughs> <laughs> They had a very bad quality of life at home. Uh, it, <laughs> they, they, they it was like indeed. 
it's probably like a break from their wives. There might have been regular meat. Oh, you know, I, was, oh I, I, I don't know. <laughs> might have been a good deal for them. Just saying. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to put that out there. I just wanted to put yeah, it on the radar dude, screen. No. Something that concerns me immensely. That if people think Afghanistan is a major major foreign policy crisis for uh, the Biden administration and for the West, well, and then holy of course shit balls, people. There's the Taliban, of course, announcing that they're you know that their best, their their most reliable ally is China. There you go. Yep. <laughs> so, and they're right. There's that. <laughs> right. And I I would say to the Taliban, careful what you wish for. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So again, I use the Vietnam analogy that the United States now has a, a, a partner in Vietnam uh, in resisting Chinese expansion in the South China Sea. Uh, and we fought a bitter war along with the French, of course, uh, who, who did it before the U.S. Uh, for a long time uh, in that part of the world. And we've managed to somehow forge a way of partnership. And I still think we could somehow do this unless we allow religious bigotry uh, and hard feelings get in the way. Hmm. Pie in the sky? Maybe. What's the alternative? I don't know, man. War. War. More war. Endless, endless, endless. endless. war. Nukes. Listen, you're not going to end any of this shit without nukes. Right. right. If you, it, like, if you don't kill millions of people, none of, none of this shit will end ever. So I would just like to say, I was thinking of this the other day, that to anybody who's tempted to say we should have stayed in Afghanistan and continued the war, look, there's only two ways you can end that kind of thing. It's either genocide, yeah. right, where you wipe out everybody who thinks the opposite that you do, or you're somehow more persuasive. And you know what? War tends to get in the way of persuasion. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it works. I have to say, the United States defeated Japan, and there's a democracy there. Have you guys tried um, like like dropping a bunch of guitars and lyrics to Kumbaya? See if that works. No, damn, you're on it. But it would have to be hey. in Arabic. Has yeah. anybody translated Kumbaya in Arabic? Maybe it means like "fuck you too." <laughs> <laughs> Something about the Prophet. Yo, yes, oh, oh, that would be even oh. better. <laughs> uh, did you look up at Google Translate Don't. what Kumbaya means? Oh, guys, abort, abort. <laughs> They're already dumping out of the planes. Oh, maybe they don't know how to read. Is there any, any chance Ooh, they don't know how to read? Saved. Saved. Ooh. Close call, guys. Close yeah. Gosh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I I, I don't yeah. even want to think about Taiwan, man. It's too depressing. It's too, it's Again, too depressing. I just had to put it on people's radar screen. Well, and, I, you know, I'm and that's very sort of, nervous that like the Biden administration does not have a coherent Asian policy at this moment, and that is way worse to make up on the fly than botching the evacuation from Afghanistan. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Anyway, good times. Good times, Bill. Good times. Yeah. So it's so uplifting talking to you. It really is. Come on, there's got to be. Enjoying my croissant and my tiny espressos. <laughs> <laughs> and I was enjoying my big gulps and my cheeseburgers. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to play the happy music here to uh, wind up. But do you have anything good to, good to say? 
Yeah, not really. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yes, good news. Uh, good news talking about chip sh chip shortages. Uh, yeah. it's, it's impossible to get PS5s and graphics cards, and it turns out that my graphics card that I bought during the pandemic went up in value. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so are you going to do the arbitrage play with your graphics card? No, I, I, I sort of need it. So <laughs> You're right, there's so, nothing to replace no, it with. No, there's nothing to replace it with. <laughs> So. Well, on paper, you're just a little bit richer. Nice. Isn't that a good feeling? Yeah, that is a good feeling. See, that, that we can like... finish with that warm thought that <sighs> on paper, folks, you're a little bit richer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you have a good couple of weeks, Nikolai. You too, Bill. Talk Take soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.